Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONECURCITYCAST20. Okay, so anytime I have a friend visit from out of town, I take them somewhere uh, dimly lit with cheap beers and sticky floors, and then I promise them the best burger or fried chicken in town. So of course, they're always a bit skeptical, and I understand, but we Portlanders, we know, our dive bar scene is just built differently. Today on the show, producers John Otariani and Julia Fiaioni join me for a Portland dive bar roundup, which have the best food which have the best mixed drinks, which ones are the coziest to huddle up during the winter, and which ones can we never show our faces at again? Stick around, you might just find a new favorite spot. It's Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is CityCast Portland. Okay, so before we start, ground rules. What is everybody's definition of a dive bar? Just so we have equal footing in the discussion and someone isn't bringing in Applebee's or something. (laughs) I can go first. So I think cheap drinks are important. Not a huge budget on decorations or interior design. But I think the most important thing is that it's like a cross-generational space. I think that that ability to kind of have that mix of everyone at once is really important. Julia, what do you think? Um, Definitely some dim lighting. No frills, ideally carpeted floors, late hours, regular customers, people that you're guessing you'll probably see every time you go. Yeah, I definitely feel like dive bars are for the locals, whoever's in that neighborhood. And I feel like you need at least one video poker machine or a (laughs) kino. (laughs) That's actually how I used to decide like where not to go. (laughs) If I would walk in and I saw a video machine, I was like, I cannot get a martini here. I am out. (laughs) (laughs) Martinis and Kino do not. (laughs) Yes. That's not how I feel anymore. (laughs) This is also maybe a testament to me still being very Canadian, but in the lotto machines, I'd never seen that before. And now my eyes just glaze over when I walk into a dive bar and they're in the room. I also feel like the lotto thing is new to me too, because I'm from Michigan and that wasn't a thing in Michigan. Um, Also just the presence of food in dive bars, you know, because of the laws in Oregon. Exactly. exactly. You have to have food. So which which dive bar do we think has the best food? Here's a, a controversial counter question. Can the food in a dive bar be good enough that it no longer is allowed to be a dive bar? Hmm. But see, I think that's what makes the Portland dive bar its own unique thing. I feel Mm, people mm -hmm. in town go to certain dive bars for specific things, like reel them in. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's a chicken and JoJo place, but it is also a dive bar. Yeah. But if you want fried chicken and a cheap beer, where are you going to go? Reel them in was actually at the top of my list as like the ideal. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I think we're all in agreement on that front. Realman's at the top of my list and a close second for me just for more variety of options. And this kind of touches on your argument, John, about whether or not it's the dive bar anymore, but the Vern on Belmont mm, and mm-hmm. Southeast. I just hear most people talking about the food first when they mention the Vern um, yeah. and then the atmosphere second. I still consider it a dive bar, but yeah, definitely one of my favorites when it comes to food. Can I throw in one other sleeper food hit of dive bars? Of course, always. Yes. Marathon Taverna on West Burnside, right by Providence Park. Kind of a sports bar, but they have the cheapest breakfast I've ever seen in my life. You can get a legit $3 breakfast at this place. Okay. Two eggs, two pieces of bacon, two pieces of toast, $3 out the door. Like to me, that is like mwah, dive yeah. bar food. It's like practical, <laughs> <laughs> it's sustenance, and it's cheap. Yeah. And also Slim's it has this really great tofu dish, which also like, what? Tofu? But it's a Japanese style tofu with like a really flavorful broth. And then the gyozas, yeah. it's like handmade gyoza. No <laughs> I'll way. see. Yeah. What's, so that bar is co-owned by a man from Saudi Arabia and a woman from Japan. Mm-hmm. And so she runs the kitchen and he runs the bar. Mm. And it's really funny to see these like kind of lumberjack looking uh, bartenders <laughs> yeah. just delicately putting the gyoza together on trays. And there's usually two of them and their heads down, the wearing their flannels with their little beard. I'm just like, I better not get a beard hair in that, man. <laughs> you know, just like putting, putting that stuff together. And it's, just, it, I don't know, I, it's such a whole vibe. And that's like one of my favorites as well for food. Oh, it's yeah, because it's surprising. Yeah. yeah. I think you hit it. I think a really good dive bar, it's supposed to surprise you. It's mm-hmm. the undersell. It's the undersell. It's like, oh, you're going to come in. You're going to get your Rainier tall boy. And here's a magnificent piece of fried chicken. Yes. Or And here is a burger that you're not going to find anywhere else. Yeah. Because it's kind of like finding a community you didn't know existed. And like the food can be a part of it. Mm. Exactly. Okay. Can, can I can I flip it? Sure. Um, what, what's a great dive bar that you like to hang out at but like would be – trepidatious about eating at. <laughs> you know they serve food, but yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. quite sure if you're going to eat it. What's on that list for you guys? Okay, I'm going to give a really <laughs> controversial take on yeah. which one. The Florida Room. And I know the Florida mm. Room is beloved, but I've never been a fan of their food. It's uh, it's just like very fried, and and for me, it's always been a little bland. And I don't like fried and bland. Yeah. I would say anytime I go to Florida Room, it's just like tater tots. Florida Rooms yeah. is like a tater tot bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm not a big fry person or like mm-hmm. tater tots. Whenever we go to Florida Room, I have to remind myself to eat beforehand because I'm not gonna, <laughs> there's not going to be much for me there. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. That's certainly a luxury that I think Portlanders don't maybe recognize where you can choose to not eat at a tater tot bar. Because <laughs> like that sounds... That sounds great for a dive bar to be serving decent tater tots. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just like thumbtacked chip bags to the walls, which is yeah. usually the case. I, I feel like I just trashed the Florida Rooms food, mm-hmm. but my next question was going to be which one, you know, makes a surprisingly good cocktail. And I also want to bring Florida Room back because they actually make a decent cocktail because they have a hand juicer there. So all their juices are fresh. And delicious, and you could mm-hmm. just get a juice if you want, you know. It's funny that you mentioned that, because the one time I went to the Florida room, I got a cocktail that required for them to use the hand juicer, mm-hmm. and I felt like the bartender had no idea what they were doing, and they <laughs> totally overshot the the balance, and it oh, came out to be, like, man. this strange watery drink with, like, pre-melted ice cubes, and <laughs> Oh, man, totally now we're going back. 
His hands all sticky. He's like handing me the cup. Like here you go. Floor room. I tried. No, I tried. I'm like, you don't feel good about that. Don't give me that. <laughs> Did he garnish it with some mint though? There's something in there to cover it up. <laughs> John, what about you? I feel like the mason jar cocktail is something you can trust hmm. at a dive bar. Of them just like dumping a bunch of stuff into like a glass jar. And there's the the Swift Lounge is the place that has a menu of like mason jar cocktails. They're on Northeast Broadway. Um, and that is like, if I'm going to a dive bar and want a mixed drink, that's what I'm getting. Something that's just like a big jar of ice and juice and a little bit of liquor in it. So I'm going to out you, John. You used to be a bartender. I was, yeah. A mixologist. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. Mm. I, I worked more on the cocktail end than the dive bar end. But yeah, yeah spent time on both sides of the bar for sure. So what's your go-to dive bar drink? Knowing, as I said, it's not a, a usual place for a martini. You know, I'm probably just going to get a beer. As someone who has made cocktails professionally, uh, I think if you're going to a dive bar, you should tread very carefully if you're ordering a cocktail. I had this friend who used to work at a dive bar in Detroit, actually. And every time I came in, he would like make fun of me by miming like he was making a fancy cocktail. Just like the idea that he was going to make a nice drink in that room was so absurd. He was just like, hey, look at me. I'm shaking a cocktail like you, John. And <laughs> so, then he just pours you some old crow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think the key to that is just becoming friends with the bartender because I go to the Sandy Hut on occasion and I've started to make friends with the bartender there. And whatever I ask for, it always comes out pretty decent, more decent than any other dive the bar. The Sandy Hut is no longer a dive bar, though. The Sandy so. Hut is not a dive that bar. Not exactly. It used to be. It used to be. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it now? Now it's 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 been upgraded to a place where people go for fancy drinks and mm. food. But it yeah. used to be a dive bar. I think it had carpet. Like it was it like, does. you know, gnarls. Yeah, they took like a power washer to it, <laughs> cleaned a, two decades of grime off. It's funny to hear that because it still feels like one to me, but one that is trendy. Where I feel like a lot of people my age are going to like take photos. I, I think I think mm-hmm. it's it's like dive bar museum. It's like a preserved replica of what a dive bar used to be. Mm. Dive bars are the opposite of trendy. If you Mm -hmm. go into a dive bar and you feel cool, you're not at a dive bar. (laughs) I can accept that. (laughs) Okay, let's take a little break here. And when we come back, let's talk jukeboxes. Let's talk coziest spots and maybe which ones we'd never go back to. Does anyone have like favorite jukeboxes? Again, I feel like I keep redeeming because I go to the Florida room and I just do not want to get kicked out. <laughs> I, like, I heard what you said. Um, but I actually do think they have one of the the best jukeboxes in town. They're my favorite. Does anyone have uh, any faves or honorable mentions? When I think about it, I don't really remember the music that's being played when I'm at a bar. But I'm familiar with both Billy Ray's and Roadside Attraction. I like those both a lot. Mm, and I Billy Ray's heard, jukebox is great choice. Yeah, yeah. Similar sentiments, but mm-hmm. can't tell you what's in it off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, John? Uh, Billy Ray's for sure. I don't know that I've found my like ideal Portland jukebox. One thing I will say is that if a bar has an internet jukebox... It can still be a dive bar, but it does not count as a jukebox. Internet jukeboxes are, like, not cool. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hate internet jukeboxes. John Hate. put his foot down. <laughs> um, the one place that has a jukebox that I'm curious about is the Red Fox on North Albina. Oh. And like that room yeah. has such a great vibe, but I've never seen their jukebox turned on. It's always off. And I always want to know what's on that jukebox because I feel like they would they would play really good music in there if it was plugged in. For sure. And I think it's because the bartender always brings in their own mix. You know what? Now I'm curious. What if we go and they had switched to an internet jukebox? Oh, John? no. It would <laughs> break it my heart. It would literally break my heart. That's like when I move out of Portland. Oh, really? <laughs> that's all it's going to take? The day that the Red Fox gets an internet jukebox, that's my turn to move to... Oh, my know. God. Well, now I know what, what it'll take if I need you to leave town. <laughs> okay, so what's a great winter dive bar that feels cozy? I think my pick is the Lalo Lounge. It's on Powell, sort of like in between South Tabor and Foster Powell. And every time that I go in there, it just sort of feels like it's permanent midnight. And like you can sort of just like bundle up in a booth with a drink and like feel really cozy. What about you, Julia? Um, roadside attraction. Mm-hmm. It's funny because majority of it is outside, but they do such a good job at creating an environment. It feels cozy and tucked away. Yeah, one of the best patios in the city, I'd say. Absolutely, yeah. They have like fire pits and stuff, so you can stay warm when you're outside. Okay, so which dive bar have you gone to and then never returned? <laughs> and then what's the reason? <laughs> oh, man, it's that's an easy answer for me. Um, Wildwood Saloon on Burnside oh, in where Northwest. Is <laughs> where is it? It's on Burnside in Northwest. Okay. It is... A dingy divey dive bar, but the story behind that is it used to be my regular bar when I worked right up the street. And uh, <laughs> go on. <laughs> yes. It's not, it's not that the dive bar did me wrong. I think I did the dive bar wrong. And, oh, what uh, did you do? <laughs> <laughs> just one too many nights there. It really became my living room alongside many other people. I had a breakup at that bar. I kissed a stripper at that bar. (laughs) 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 The regular customers know me. The bartender knew me by name. Um, I think that's all I should say about it. But (laughs) no no shade on Wildwood. They're still kicking. I'd go back if they didn't know me, but... (laughs) (laughs) So you can't go back because of... Because of your poor behavior? Because of my never got 86, I will say. I was I was okay. uh, a good customer, but yes. It's a personal shame. It's more of a personal it's a shame. shame thing. <laughs> and maybe you're just trying not to get 86. I really like the way you're thinking ahead. But I feel like we should all return, and you should just wear glasses and a fake mustache. And let's see if that rolls. Yeah, see if anyone recognizes <laughs> me. Oh, man, that's a really interesting answer. John, they also have a, a digital jukebox, so uh, right up well, your alley. John's never, yeah. <laughs> what about you, John? One spot I'm probably never going back to is this spot called, do you know the Cracker Box Tavern? No. No. <laughs> You've probably driven by it. It's on Lombard in sort of like the industrial area. Okay. And it's like on a block with nothing. And it sort of just looks like a shack. Mm-hmm. And I'd driven by it a bunch of times. And so one day I stopped in there and I assumed that it would be like kind of weird, but kind of mm-hmm. quirky and interesting. And it was just like kind of weird. It was like a really weird vibe inside. And I went and sat out on the patio and I was drinking a beer and this woman comes out and goes, 
hey, do you want to buy some weed? And had a giant, like, plastic Ziploc bag full of marijuana. Of, like, movie prop weed. (laughs) Like, movie prop weed. And this was, like, a couple years ago. This was, like, well into, like, it being fully legal in Oregon. She just had this giant Ziploc bag. You're like, want to buy this? And I was like, no. (laughs) No, I don't want to buy that. Plastic Ziploc bag of weed. Of plastic that, you weed. Know. <laughs> so, that, that place bo- is a little bit too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's legit, John. That's a legit complaint. <laughs> okay, final thoughts on dive bars. Any parting words? Because I have a, a last question that I've been dying to ask all of you. I'm good, Claudia. Thank you. Let's hear it. <laughs> if you had to, which Portland dive bar would you get married in? I'm talking vows and everything oh my god (laughs) so silent okay john's thinking julia do you have an answer i think this would probably be unexpected but was it wildwood probably probably (laughs) wildwood (laughs) that's your last maybe she did Maybe that's why she can't go back. Look, I've married I've married a few people there and I can't show my face. Here's the thing. Obviously, from my stories, you can tell anything goes there. So nobody would be surprised. <laughs> They'd probably move the pool table out of the way. Just another day at Wildwood. <laughs> I know my answer. Okay. My father's place. Oh. And that's one. on what is that? Grand or MLK? Mm-hmm. Sort of like inner southeast. And here's my thinking. It is both a bar and a diner and like a game room. So you could sort of have the ceremony in one point and then move over to the diner part for dinner. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, you could go and have the reception in the game room. There's a ton of space and like places where people could mingle. Um, Yeah, I think... Although they are an internet jukebox bar, I'll give them a pass. Oh I'm going to get married God. at my father's place. What is, that is a plot <laughs> twist, John. <laughs> it's just that good. What about you, Claudio? Where's your dive bar wedding? Uh, I, well, we never heard Julia's, but... <laughs> Wildwood, we just made... Claudia, how do you forget? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just, I'm like, all we did was I just made fun of Julia. She never got to answer <laughs> That was my serious answer. It was wild. Oh my god! It was. It was like you took the words out of my mouth, Claudia. <laughs> That's amazing. I guess Claudia's not invited. She's not convinced. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. What did I do? <laughs> That's I do? me outside of your wedding at Wildwood. What did I do? <laughs> How about yourself? Um, I would get married at Slim's because it's right there. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I crane my neck, I might see it from my window. Yeah. It's big enough, and I could possibly get a very tailored menu from the chef there. And if for some reason, like, people wanted to mill about, it's right on the strip, heart of St. John's. I feel like there's enough for, like, my family who came to my wedding at Slim's. (laughs) Go across the street, catch a movie, and Claudia would get married to Slim's. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. The way you're talking about it makes me think of my Wildwood wedding, and I guess everyone's eating corn dogs because that's all they have. <laughs> corn dogs are good. Do you have? Are there vegan corn dogs? Those are my favorite. Of course not. <laughs> oh, great, cool. Doesn't matter because I'm I'm obviously not invited to your wedding. Sean, am I invited to your wedding? Oh yeah, everyone's invited. Anybody out there listening? Everyone is invited <laughs> at my father's place. Date TBD. 
Thanks for joining us in this very important discussion. Check out our show notes for links to all the places we mentioned. Do you have any favorite dive bars you'd like to recommend we check out? Follow us at CityCastPDX on Instagram and Twitter and leave us a comment there. And now it's time for your microdose of news. The county's public animal shelter is struggling after a surge of intake over the holidays. Last week, Multnomah County Animal Services announced they'd have to temporarily stop accepting strays and lost pets. And the problems don't stop there. This weekend, the Oregonian reported that the shelter had neglected dogs to the point that they developed behavior problems and some had to be euthanized as a result. Now, if you want to help out by taking home a new pet, in-person adoptions are set to resume tomorrow. And you might have heard that reading proficiency plummeted in Oregon schools during the pandemic, but now some experts are wondering whether outdated curriculum is to blame. The latest research finds students learn best with a phonic approach to reading. Now that means sounding words out letter by letter. But the Oregonian reports that Portland public schools focused on what's called a balanced literacy for several years. It teaches students to guess unfamiliar words through context clues. But students keep falling behind. PPS has been working hard, though, to get its elementary students back on track. In the past three years, the district has spent millions of dollars to revamp its literacy curriculum. Here's hoping that helps. If you want more local news, join our newsletter, Hey Portland. It's hot and fresh off the internet presses every morning and straight to your inbox before your coffee is even brewed. I'll throw a link to it in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. If you enjoyed the show, share it with your favorite bartender or leave us a review. It'll really help us out. We'll be back in the next few days with more from around the city. See you at Slim's at my wedding.